The Way Up North podcast is supported by Wooden Banana. Wooden Banana has delivered personalized wooden packaging for photographers since 2014 and has since connected with thousands of photographers from around the world. Their handmade wooden products range from CD and print boxes through to custom USBs, all individually engraved with your branding, giving your client delivery the love it deserves no matter where you are in the world. Wooden Banana has partnered with Way Up North for three events in a row and is offering a 10% discount on all their products using the purchasing code 110. So give them a look at woodenbanana.com or follow their store and Instagram via the hashtag woodenbanana. Here we go. Today is the fifth conversation out of 10 leading up to Way Up North 2016 in Stockholm, Sweden. The talks are hosted by Swedish photographer Jenny Hamar, and today she sits down with Sarah Byrne. If Sarah Byrne is new to you, there's a lot to share. She's come a long ways from her roots in Idaho, becoming a jet-setting traveler who now calls Portland home. Sarah opens up in this conversation about a separation from her partner, thinking two steps ahead with her business, and how a somewhat shy person deals with the real world and being present versus her enormous online popularity. She even ends up chatting about her bubbly parents. Some people seem to have no limits with what they can do, and for me, that's Sarah. She's remarkably talented, clever, and grounded, and if you don't know her, by the end of this hour, you surely will. So here we go, recorded in June 2016. This is Jenny Hamar and Sarah Byrne. anything in hell. Okay. All right. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's made for like singing and recording <laughs> stuff. So I, if it was, I don't know if it, if it was just like plugged into his computer, I'd grab it. Yeah. No, don't worry about it. Actually, okay. that's this cool. thing too is like the super professional and I couldn't get it to work. So I'm like, I'm not even gonna <laughs> okay, like make their equipment. Um, okay. So um, yeah. So basically we'll just get started. With our little Perfect. conversation. <laughs> okay. How are so are you how are you affiliated with them? Um, so I'm a photographer in Sweden. Um oh, cool. I know them because we're colleagues and we um we do things together. We like refer each other some work and like That's meet cool. up from time to time. And so and a couple of uh photographers that I know really well are also gonna speak at the events coming up at Way Up North. So uh-huh. We know together um, Erica Jademark. She's one of the speakers, okay. too. So, cool. But, um, yeah. So I was really excited when they asked me to do this because, like, it's such a great way to get to know the photographers. And, like, just even doing a little bit of background research on everyone is, like, has been super fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See what I dig up? No. <laughs> oh, God. So, um, Sarah Byrne. Is that how you say yeah. your name? Burn. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, most people say it wrong, so good job. Well, good. We're off to a good start. Yes, we are. <laughs> so um, you're in Portland. I'm in Sweden. Uh-huh. Different sides of the world. Very different. This is so cool. I love I'm so excited to come to Sweden. I've never been there. So You think? No, you haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't been there. I was saying it very oddly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, thinking about where it is on the map, <laughs> but no, I have not been there. I don't really even know what to expect. 
Well, but it'll hopefully. be October. It'll be like really cold. Um, fall. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, super cold or just like kind you know, of cold. Could be. Could go either way. Right. But Sweden is excited to have you. I'm sure. <laughs> so tell you're in Portland. How did you end up in Portland? Because you're not originally from there, are you? No, I uh, I grew up in Idaho actually, and I moved away from Idaho, which is a one state over. Just like yeah. I live six and a half hours away from where I live now. And it's just like small town and wanted to get away from the place I grew up sort of thing. Okay. And Portland is uh, such a wonderful city. I just, I fell in love with it the first time I came here. It's one of those places that you come and you immediately feel like you're home because everyone's so welcoming and it's all such a like community-based type place. So Cool. I, yeah, just knew that I, I loved it and wanted to move here. And also it's super beautiful. Like it's really green. There's waterfalls and the beach isn't too far away. And yeah, the sceneries helps a lot. <clears throat> and are the mountains there as well? Cause you have a lot of mountains in your work or is that? Quite yeah. Right? Um, there, there are mountains here. Yeah. There's a lot of mountains. It's like very like mountainous, hilly forests. It's kind of a lot of different landscapes within a couple hours. Cool. And how often do you go back home? Uh, you know, not very often because my family has all moved away. My sister actually lives in Germany oh. and um, my parents live up in Seattle. So I go up there a lot okay. and my brother still lives in Idaho, but um, <clears throat> I, I guess I went back to see him like once this year. Okay. <laughs> still pretty close. So when, how old are you and like, what did your childhood look like? I'm 29 years old. I'm turning 30 this year. I really don't know how I feel about that. I guess like 30s are are like a good time of your life, I hear. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, my childhood I feel like was pretty normal. I I don't know, like specifically any yeah, questions I mean, I'm about curious, it. Like, what, what ha like what happened from the time you were born? Like, oh my go. God. <laughs> um, well, I was born on a naval base outside of Seattle. Oh, wow. And then um, it's, it's a place called Whidbey Island. It's like a really, really beautiful area. And um, moved around a little bit. We moved to Michigan, lived in Wisconsin until I was eight. And then we ended up in Idaho and lived there until like from when I was eight until I moved to Portland basically. But I guess like in between that, um, when I was younger, I, uh, man, when I was younger, I was such a, a weirdo and I really wanted to be an actress and <laughs> I did like community theater and, um, my parents are crazy and they like moved me down to California a couple, couple years in a row for a couple months at a time so that I could like, I don't know how to explain it. It's called pilot season where you go out and audition for a bunch of things. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen a documentary about that actually. Yeah. Like so, a lot of child actors too, right? Yep. Yeah. I was 11 when I, when I did that. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> were, so were you, you, were you like, um, t uh, what, what are they called? Like, um, those uh, beauty little beauty queens in tiara? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's different than that. I think. No. Okay. So you. No, it's not like it's it's not like like a beauty pageants at all. It's like going. It's trying to be an 
actor and I was like in acting classes okay, and, okay. um, and I would go to auditions every day and like uh, do read lines and be in front of the camera and that sort of thing. Oh my God. Okay. So uh, <laughs> you like discovered yourself pretty early on that you were into theater or not theater. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I started out in theater and then it like developed and I was like, oh, I want to be an actress. And I was, I was very passionate about it when I was younger. And I think it, it would have been a cool thing to do, but it just, it kind of never took off for me. So I left that. And I always have this like kind of weird thought that it would be fun to, to join a theater here and go like be on a stage and, and act. But, um, it doesn't really work out with shooting weddings because a lot of theater is done during, mm-hmm. and you have to like practice every single day. A lot of theater is done on Saturdays and, and all yeah, that. But, that's, yeah, that's, they don't. <laughs> but, but it's like the thought I've had, like, oh, that would be fun someday to do that again. That could be your plan B in case like your <laughs> yeah. camera breaks or something. I don't know how much theater actors make. <laughs> like, that's a backup plan, sure. That's the backup plan. But that's so cool that your parents were, instead of being like, Oh no, Sarah! Don't do that. There's that's a very hard business. Like, yeah, they were always very. I don't know, very uh, supportive. I like crazy supportive of whatever I wanted to do. So, I I feel really lucky for that. Yeah, that's wow. That's really cool. Were you in any shows? I mean, did you? Um, no, I wasn't. I didn't get any like big roles. I was in like a couple small commercials that were more regional things. I was, it's so embarrassing because like <laughs> I was in this commercial for <laughs> Eckridge Sausage. It's like a sausage company. Okay. Like, I don't know. It's, but it was, it was like the, the biggest thing that I did when I was 11. So. And what did you do? What did you have I sat, I sat at a table and with a family and I said, can I have seconds? <laughs> uh, when did that the, air? It, oh man! I mean, I'm 29 now. I was 11 then, so 18 years no, ago. No, that long ago. Oh my god! I feel like I remember that. I lived in the states then. I've probably seen it. Really? Yeah. Really? It was something that aired in like the Midwest. Where yes. in the states did you live? In Chicago. Oh shit! It's. it's so I mean, I'm not just saying this to be like funny. It's like seriously. I that like rings a bell. Really? I wonder I've never met anyone who's seen it because it, it definitely aired in the Midwest, like probably in Chicago. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like the premise of the whole commercial was like, I was this angsty 11 year old sitting at a table and this football team ran through this young football team ran through the, the living room as we were eating dinner and no one noticed because we were all enjoying our dinner sausage so much. And then one of the, the little boys comes up to me and I say, I don't know, like I shoo him off or whatever. And then in the end I say, can I have seconds? I don't know. And they're like, she talked. She's a part of the family. We won her over. Oh, my exactly. God. Exactly. That's so funny. Well, I can imagine. I mean, you're beautiful. Absolutely beautiful now. I can oh, imagine you were like a gorgeous, cute girl, too. I mean, when you were that age, you must have been like. Oh, man. When I was 11, I was super awkward. So I don't know how they ever let me on TV. I doubt that. It does not look like you I really was it. You know, I, I went through like the... I was super, I'm, I'm pretty tall. So 
was always taller than like everyone in, in middle school. And so like I was just this gangly thing and I had like, I, I decided to get clear braces, which was the worst idea. <laughs> so my mouth was just looked like I had really messed up teeth and stringy hair. I don't know. It's, I could complain about it, but whatever. Everyone goes through a weird time when they're 11. Well, thank God you had the braces because your teeth are super straight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had the braces with the uh, rubber bands. Mm-hmm. You, you remember those? Like yeah, neon they rubber bands so that you like? Yeah, they just rubber bands. Gross. So. They, I had rubber bands. I had a thing on the top of my mouth. I think it was – I can't remember what it was called, but it was just like a palate expander. Me and so too. I had a list. You did? <laughs> That's funny. I had a yeah, so I had a list for for like a year. <laughs> so that was really fun. Did you have a key where you cranked it like to expand? Oh no. That's a hertz. That's a different thing. Oh, okay. I think that's what I had. But mm. enough about me and my braces. <laughs> braces, being 11 years old, super fun. They probably strengthen character though cuz they it's not it's a very unkind thing to have. I know. I know. So, okay, so you abandoned your acting career dreams and what yes. happened then you were like this creative uh, little 11 year old or <laughs> I was such a weirdo then like thinking back on the clothes that I wore I was like always such a an odd young young girl but um <laughs> but no I I abandoned that and the people that I was like was my agency I guess were like oh you should do modeling that's what you should do now because you're growing up and you're 15 now and that's what you need to do. And so I was like, okay, sure, I guess. Yeah. And, um, so I had a very short stint doing that. I lived in Italy for a few months, like doing the whole, again, the same sort of thing, but for modeling, which is like a completely different beast apparently. And it's basic. it, It was, it was like a, one of those moments in my life that like changed me as a person. And I was 17 and I turned 18 there and I was like in Italy by myself and I was an idiot. And, <laughs> and then like, I think I grew up a lot there though. And in, in what um, way were you an idiot? I just, I, I just was silly. I don't know the way a 17 year old is silly. You care about silly things. And, and I didn't really know the ways of the world. And I like went to Italy by myself and, and I, it, this was before you had phones, so I had to use, like, maps to get around. I had castings that I had to go to, and, like, I would be walking down the street by myself with, like, this map, and I'm, I did a really stupid thing. I, like, this guy pulled up and was like, do you need help? Can I take you somewhere? And I was like, yeah, I need to go here, and I got in his car, and he took me somewhere, and I was like, wow, that, like, thinking back, I'm like, holy crap, that was the, the dumbest thing I could have done. I'm lucky that... Like he was just like a genuinely nice guy, but oh my god! So you grew <laughs> yeah. up a lot on that trip or on yeah. that stay? Yeah, yeah. But were you not staying like with some other? No, I was. I was living with other models, but it was like, um, it was. Yeah, how do I explain this? It was it was like not the greatest. I was it was weird because it was like we were in an attic. <laughs> we like okay. lived in this. Four of us lived in an attic together. Okay, it was odd. But um, and then it what, wasn't traditional model housing for sure. And so you went around and like, what were the castings like? I mean, were they kind of creepy or were they like legit? No, no, they were they were completely legit. It's just like you walk, you go to a casting, and you have a book, and you show them your 
portfolio and they make you walk back and forth sometimes or try on clothing. And um, most of the stuff that I did was like showroom and really small, like editorial stuff. But showroom is where like there's, there's designers and they're trying to sell their clothing to different companies and they bring them in. So they just have a model like change and stand there. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that do you think that like your experience with modeling has helped you? I mean, you must get this question all the time, but like as a photographer to understand the awkwardness of being in front of the camera? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, it definitely influenced me a lot, um especially in the beginning. Just like knowing like being in front of the camera is is weird and and thinking about uh flattering faces and and that sort of thing. But it, it it was one of those things that I didn't really enjoy being in front of the camera that much. So mostly because when I, when I got the pictures back or when I saw photos of myself, I, I was always disappointed in the way that they looked and, and I didn't, I felt like I didn't have enough control. And I think that's really what led me into wanting to be a photographer, like being able to take control of the, of the photos and, and make something that I had envisioned. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But that's, that's one of those things that's like, I didn't realize it at the time, but you look back and you're like, wow, that really led me on that path, huh? You're like connecting the dots after the Yeah, fact. yeah. <clears throat> That's awesome. So you come back from Italy. Where in Italy were you? I was in oh, Milan. In Milan, okay. You come back and, of course, like you said, you're there without a phone. Your parents <laughs> like are like, all right, bye, see you in a couple months. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then you come back and you're like, okay, no more modeling? Or what, what, what did you... It was, it was just like... I don't know. I think I came back with a sense, well, that didn't really work out. Like, and that's not really where I'm supposed to be. Um, I learned a lot about myself and I feel like I grew up a lot. And, um, but I just, from there, I went back into like normal, normal life. I, I went to college and I went to college for, um, I, I got a business degree. So kind of like Norca guys, <laughs> like I, I went yeah. to for marketing and, oh my god! Um, so did I. I did the same. You thing. did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's so funny. I feel like there's a lot of lot of photographers who who that happened. Like I originally, when I went to school, I wanted to be in advertising because I was like, for, for some reason, it felt like an an as familiar field to me. So, so you yeah. wanted to do that as well? Yeah, it was like advertising, but then the smart thing would, was to do business like marketing because that was mm -hmm. more. It was easier to get a job, you know, which yeah, all exactly. just yeah. Bad idea. Yeah, so so I went to, I went to school for advertising, I um, marketing really, but I took like all the advertising classes I could, and then um, all of my electives were art classes. So it's one of the another one of those things like looking back, like oh, all of my electives were art classes and <laughs> photography classes, but I didn't major in it. But like clearly there was something there. Did you feel like um, that's not? A profession so I have to go like a safe route and then like have this as a hobby the uh yeah for, I, I just saw it kind of as a, an outlet for creativity um I, I didn't even really know wedding photography was a job if you had told me that in high school that I would be a wedding photographer I'd be like what what is that like <laughs> is that a real thing like people do that yeah I, I wouldn't have known um that's funny yeah so I, I got a job out out of college um and it was man I it was like data entry it was like 
it's not, it was not advertising. It was like a different part of marketing, like marketing research where you're compiling numbers and you're doing a lot of analysis and you're in Excel all day and then you're making PowerPoints. And it was just like, I felt myself falling away. Does that make sense? Like I was, I felt like I was kind of losing any sort of creativity that I had because I was going to this job that was just like sucking my soul out. Yes. I and, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I was like, Oh my gosh, I need something to just to help me. I need to, I need to do something else just to, so that I can feel creative outside of this. And so I was like photography. I always loved that. I loved like, I loved setting up shoots and just, you know, playing around and taking photos of anything. So I, I, I bought a 70 and decided to like pick it back up again and just shoot around for fun and didn't really think anything would come of it. But, but then it did. Then it did. In what way? Um, I just started doing as many shoots as I could just with friends, anyone who would let me take their photo, I would shoot around town. I would shoot at like local businesses, just shooting, taking photos of anything just because I needed something that was different. And so I'd post them online and people would see that, Oh, you're taking photos. That's so, that's so interesting. I'm getting married. And you know, it was one of those like very natural progressions. I, I had a friend that asked me to shoot her wedding and I was like, okay, that sounds like a fun challenge. And I spent like three months just like researching how to shoot a wedding basically. (laughs) And then uh, following all the photographers that I really looked up to and, and then I did it and it was fun and it just kind of, you know, snowballed from there. Oh my God. That's incredible. Yeah. (laughs) And how many years ago was that your first wedding? Um, that was my first wedding was in 2011. So five years ago. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? That's you've gotten (laughs) this good in five years. I, uh, no, (laughs) Oh, your work is beautiful. Oh my God. That's really impressive. Incredible. And you're 29. So you're like, uh, young, talented. That's, are you like in a good place right now? Yeah. Overall? Yeah. I think I'm in a really good place right now. It seems yeah. like it. I mean, I don't know you, but it feels like <laughs> I know you. So tell me about who's Phil? You Phil said is something my boyfriend. Phil has a microphone yes. earlier. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Phil is my boyfriend. We live together and he's also a photographer. You may have seen his work, Phil Chester. Oh, um, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All my friends are photographers. <laughs> You're keeping the group very yeah, tight. All, yeah. Every, I feel like everyone I know is a photographer or some sort of artist. Oh, that's interesting. So, so this may be a bit of an awkward question, but when I was going through your website, um, it was Sarah and Dylan. Okay. Yeah. So that is, that's my old website. Yeah. Oh, Okay, I'm so sorry. That is, that is, no, that's okay. So that's a website with my ex. Um, okay. And that's uh, obviously this was going to come up, so that's okay. Um, but yeah, so Dylan and I uh, were married and we shot weddings together. And now we separated like December 2014 is when we separated. And it was one of those things we just didn't tell anyone for a really long time and just tried to like make it like a natural separation but we're still good friends and we hang out and 
Yeah, I don't know. Really? Okay. <laughs> that's not yeah. like, like that's not even possible, but I mean, yeah. Well, we had to shoot weddings together for a full year, like while we were separated. So I think oh. we got to figure a lot of things out together. So you guys shot everything as a team. Yeah, yeah. We were like one of those husband-wife teams. <laughs> and you like had the whole year booked and all of a sudden uh-huh. you're like, okay, this is not working. Our marriage. Yeah, yeah it was just, it, it's just the way that people naturally separate, I guess. It wasn't any big thing. It was just like we'd been together for a long time and things weren't working out. But our name, our business name was Dolan and Sarah. So we had to like continue it for the year as we slowly changed our business names. But okay. wow! But we were pretty determined to make sure that we remained friends, and we're pretty we're really supportive of each other still. So, so it was <clears throat> sounds like it was like a mutual. Break. Yeah, it was it was definitely a mutual breakup. I mean, even even in those though, they're they're hard yeah. because you spend so much time with a person. But so you guys must. I mean. I'm not trying to be like Barbara Walters here, but like you're, <laughs> it's okay. but you're like everything you're working together, living together. Do you think that made it, that obviously made the break harder, but do you think that was the reason that you, you know, I, I could say that it was because of, of our business, but it, there were, there were a lot of other things, you know, just in general issues, but just like any normal relationship has. Of course. Yeah. So that's, that's like two years ago now or a year and a half ago. Yeah. Okay. Do you shoot with Phil as well or? No, no. See, that's my, (laughs) I'm determined to have my own. Sorry. I didn't mean for that to sound like. Um, We will second shoot for each other every once in a while, but. Okay. We we both have our own separate thing going on. (laughs) And he also does weddings though. So yeah. Do you ever get like, Hey, I got that request too. Oh my gosh. All the time, like mm-hmm. every week, constantly. <laughs> but it's it's nice because um, we refer to each other all the time. Okay. So it's just like any other friend that you have that is a wedding photographer that you refer weddings to. Yeah. Okay. And um, if if one who usually gets the the if they refer, if they like email both of you, who usually gets the job? <laughs> oh, man, it like goes back and forth so much. But Phil is such a personality. I feel like people really connect with him. So I feel like if they meet with him, they're definitely going to book. They're going to book. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And are you bringing Phil to Stockholm for the way up north? Um, I'm trying to convince him to come, but yeah, you should. I'm not sure if he's going to. <laughs> he has a, he's he's a busy photographer, so he shoots a lot, and he might not be able to. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. That's super. <laughs> so, um, um, one thing that. I understood from when I was like researching a little bit was that you're like a huge Google plus personality. Is that, what is that? And what? Um, yeah. So I weirdly have like, I just checked the other day because I don't, I don't use it very often. I have like 1.7 million followers on Google plus, which is insane. That is insane. I don't, uh, I'm very early on in Google Plus's history, which is a very short history, as you know. Uh, I was added to like a perf- when when people signed up for Google Plus, I was added to this list of people you should follow. Oh, okay. Um, it's because I had a I, I had a photographer friend who was like in the development of putting together Google Plus, and he like added me to this list, and I and I somehow gained like this really huge following on it. 
but Google Plus is such an odd place. I don't, I don't can like you, use can it. Can you even explain what, what it is? I mean, like I, I'm embarrassed to say I, I'm not, I think I'm, I think I have like a, an account, but I don't even know what it is. Right. It's just a, it's just a social media platform. It was meant to be, I don't think it's, I don't really know what it is anymore to be honest, but it's, it's meant to be similar to like a Facebook Okay, so you post things and like yeah, you post things and you comment and and you're huge on it. What you're huge? If you have that many followers, you could basically like rule the world. Sounds like I mean, like what are you? (laughs) I know if you write on there, (laughs) that is my goal to rule the world one of these days with Google Plus world domination. (laughs) No, I think it's one of those things that's like a dying platform, though. Okay, like I don't think many people really use it. Huh. Well, that's kind of cool. You, it, if you do have a voice to that many people, though, I wonder. I know. I had these friends that were in town this week, and they're like, you have that many followers on Google+. Plus. Please just post my brand so that they like, so that someone comes to my website. And I was like, oh, I hadn't even thought about doing that. They're like, why aren't you posting your Instagram on there every day so that people come and follow you on Instagram? And it hadn't really even occurred to me. That's... That's me, like a great marketer over here. Not even I was going to say that business degree is like. <laughs> so, no. would you say that that I mean is that you in a nutshell? More definitely more the artist than the businesswoman. Yeah, it's it's certainly changed into that. I I think so. Do you use your business knowledge and your marketing degree today? I I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, running a business, business. I think it's hard not to. I think, I think, I, I think a little more strategically when I when I'm planning things or doing things with my business. I, I'm, I like think two steps ahead or something like that. Yes. Okay. And do you do that for real? I mean, like you sit and plan your business and. Oh, I mean, it, not. I don't like write down a business plan or anything like that because that was a part of college that I really hated doing. But um, no, I mean, I just, I think about it. I think about the effects of, of what I'm posting or, or events that I'm speaking at and like how that's going to benefit me in the future. And like the, you know, that sort of stuff. I guess I just analyze it more than anything. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But how much do you, how much time do you spend? I'm just curious, like with everything that's going on, you do you shoot like every weekend and then, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm shooting mo- pretty much most weekends during the summer, uh, during the winter. I don't shoot that often. Cause in, I mean, it's like pretty sporadic. It's like maybe one or two a month weddings and then like random sessions. But, uh, yeah. I mean, during, I feel like during the, the winter and the springtime, it's like, what is it? Like conference season, <laughs> just like traveling around to different conferences. And you, you, so, have you, do you do a lot of speaking at conferences? I have been yeah? recently. Yeah. And what kind of things do they want you to talk about? Uh, it, I mean, kind of all over the place. I, I, I have been talking about a lot about curation and curating how you, show yourself to the world, that sort of thing, whether it be, um, your portfolio or the things you say online. Yeah. Okay. Are you very active online through like social media? Uh, I 
do try and post photos quite a bit, but I'm not, I, I don't think I've ever been very good at being an online personality, like showing who I am online. So I'm, I'm very much more like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think I just do better in person. So I've never really tried very hard to put myself out there online. <clears throat> Cause you seem like to me, like a bit mysterious, kind of like, um, yeah, I know. I, I think a lot of people say that. <laughs> Maybe that's part of my like my thing. I'm yeah, this mysterious artist. No, that's, <laughs> no, but I mean, but I just prefer. I prefer not to to focus on not. I, I, I like being present. You know what I mean? Like in what I'm doing and where I am. And if I'm with friends, I don't want to be just constantly on my phone updating statuses. And right. I think the one thing I do is sometimes I. Uh, pers- for personal stuff is sometimes I'll do Snapchat, but just it's so random and it's not for any other reason other than just for fun so that my friends can see what I'm doing. So Snapchat is usually privately and make little films and stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. Do you use Snapchat? I, well, I actually, it's funny because Cole and Jakob, or Jakob has been telling me I need to Snapchat. <laughs> I'm just, I feel like I don't have time to learn. <laughs> Another, so, but I I know I'm like a total dinosaur when it comes to no, but but I think my uh, Instagram is so curated. It's basically just a portfolio, yeah. and Facebook has kind of turned into the same sort of thing. Yeah, I try. I don't know. I it, for me they they seem very similar, but Snapchat is like this completely unfiltered world that you can make. Some people use it very filtered way, but I I don't know. I think it's way more fun to have a non curated. Um, thing to do, especially if you're because your Instagram account is like, is like, uh, I mean, artwork. It's not. There's nothing <clears throat> like haphazard about it. I mean, it's. I know. Yeah, I don't. I don't post any really any personal stuff on there. I think I might start doing it this year, just like adding a little bit in. But yeah, um, it's really just been like a portfolio, basically a rolling portfolio, but, uh, Snapchat's super fun. I go out at night and, um, I recently I've been doing this thing at kitty hour, which is an hour before sunset and all the cats are out in the neighborhood oh and <laughs> such a stupid thing. <laughs> I'm a cat person and I love cats and I don't have any right now. And we're looking, we're trying to like adopt a cat and find like the perfect one. But so in the meantime, we go out and we walk around and find as many cats as we can at, at night and, and the other night I found 13 that was our record and you like take photos of them with your phone or what no I, I snapchat them <laughs> which means what filming it yeah filming it <laughs> That's anyway it's, it's just silly <laughs> and so that if you're called like crazy cat lady that's why yeah I'm okay with that I'll be a crazy cat lady <laughs> that's awesome not mad about that uh, I'll have to check that account out for sure <laughs> um, I noticed just now when you lifted your hand, because um, yeah, we're we're skyping. I think people yes. can we're, we, we can see each other. We are staring into each other's eyes so deeply, which is so so <laughs> awesome. That you have a tattoo on your left arm. Yeah, let me see. Oh, uh, it's very hard to show you on this. I'm just realizing. Oh wow, that's gorgeous. Tell would tell me about it. Um, it is a hand holding flowers um i originally just wanted to get some floral stuff on my arm but 
I found an artist who in here in Portland, who I really, really loved her work. And she kind of specialized in, in hands. And I thought it was so beautiful. Um, it doesn't really have like a, a huge meaning other than I really enjoyed her artwork. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's, I mean, interesting. Cause it's a, it's a big tattoo. So yeah. what was that like to go there and just be like, here you go. Like, <laughs> is it scary? Um, I don't know. Have you ever gotten a tattoo? No, I haven't. Oh, um, I don't know. I, it was fine. It was fun, I guess. Do you have other tattoos than that one? Yeah, I have one right here on the back of my arm. Oh, it's just an anchor. I share it with my brother and sister. And then I'll show you since everyone can't see. I have a, a feather right here on my side. That's beautiful, too. Um, I don't, I, I just wanted, I really wanted something on my arm for a long time. It's really so. cool. Yeah. Thank you. It's beautiful. And it's such a normal thing in Portland. Everyone has like so many tattoos. So I forget that like not everyone does. Well, I mean, everyone does here too. I think I'm like okay. the last person to get a okay, tattoo good. or either that. But um, so it's totally normal. You'll fit right in here okay. for sure. Um, what else do you do like to get inspiration and creative stuff? I mean, you seem like a super creative soul. Oh, thank you. That's sweet. Um. I, so I decided recently that I was going to take up something other than photography as a hobby because photography is not a hobby anymore. It's my job. And I, while I love it, it's not like, it, it doesn't bring the same, same sort of like, I, I don't I don't know how to explain it. Um, you know how when you're first starting taking photos, like you're so excited yeah. at like every photo you take, you're like so stoked on and you're like oh my gosh I got something in focus and then you're like wow I'm starting to under I'm starting to understand light now and and it's really just exciting you want to do it like all the time um but like now I feel like I'm past like all those those big learning hurdles and so I'm still learning but it's it's more of like a I'm learning with with my clients and interacting with people and like truly understanding human emotion that sort of stuff now but as far as a craft, I, I've been wanting to do something else. So I just took up pottery oh, and yeah. that's been super fun, uh, working on a, on a wheel, wheel throwing. And it's like, it's a similar feeling. It's like, I am just trying to make anything work right now and, and it's learning and I, it's so much fun. It reminds me of when I first started taking photos because you're like so, making something, something out of nothing. Yeah, you're making something out of clay. And it's just really, it's so fun to learn a new craft. Yeah. And, oh, and it's very exciting. And and especially if you're doing it just for fun and just for it, just for pleasure. And it's like so therapeutic because it's just, you're, you have this clay in your hands and it starts out as this just ball of nothing. And then it turns into a bowl or a cup. And yeah. I don't know, but it's really nice to make something with your own hands. So it I've been doing like, that. It seems like it would be also, <laughs> I mean, speaking of like being present, like you kind of, <laughs> you can't really think about anything else because then yeah. you're just like, uh, it'll just spin off the wheel. And <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's like meditation for me right now. I, I love it. I'm like, I, I go to the studio as much as I can. I'm like, and I'm just in there just like playing with the clay and it's so therapeutic. Oh my God. Your whole face will just got like, just like when you did that. I know. just, it's like you just look like super relaxed. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so that's that's my new thing right now. Um, but 
I, other things, like, I, I don't know, I hang out with my friends a lot and we talk about life and existence and what is consciousness and all those fun, big topics that there's no answer for. Well, that's interesting. I mean, and <laughs> what do you, what do you think is consciousness? Oh, I have no idea. It's, who I knows? mean, that's it's, it's impressive to have, I mean, to discuss those things. I mean, impressive is the wrong word, but like, it's heavy stuff. It is. It's super heavy stuff, but it's so interesting and it expands your mind and it expands your thought. And, um, we, we sit around and we just, I don't know, we just like talk about it and we're like, well, what is that? What is sleep? And why do you go to sleep at night? And where does your consciousness go when you're sleeping? And like all the mysteries of the world, I think are just so interesting. And I wonder about them a lot. And I think it's like, during, especially during the off season, I have so much time to just kind of sit around and think about life and think about what is the point of everything. And, yeah. and same with all my friends because they're all photographers and most of them are wedding photographers. And um, do you know, you know, Ryan Muirhead? He yeah. spoke at We Up North. Um, he's one of our good friends and he comes over and we, I don't know, we talk about the same sort of stuff all the time. So what do you, what do you, I mean, I know this is just, what would you say to what is the meaning of life? I mean, I know it's like everyone's wondering, but Oh my gosh. Right now. The, the meaning of life, the meaning of existence. This is so heavy. I know. For <laughs> so like podcast. a simpleton podcast. Um, I just, I don't know. Like just to have experiences, human experiences and like to feel something, yeah. I guess but I, for me, that's what it is. I think that's awesome. I mean, I agree. I think that's yeah. what it is too. But it's, I mean, it's the kind of stuff you don't really, I don't really talk to that many people about. But it's interesting to hear. I mean, I um, I used to follow NASA on Instagram. And mm -hmm. um, I had to stop because every time I saw these photos of like, us just dangling in space it was like you know obviously photos of planets and earth yeah. I, I would like get this like kind of weird feeling like oh my god we're dangling in space <laughs> like yeah, what's it's going on so it's, it's like really weird feeling <laughs> so I can I can understand that feeling of like what what is this what what are we doing here mm -hmm. do you think that you'll you'll be doing photography forever or do you think that photography right now is, is like, I mean, since you are such a creative person, like, do you think this is your medium right now and it'll change or? Um, I really don't know. I, like, I couldn't have predicted my path if I had tried. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not, I, I couldn't have told you this is what I was going to do back before I did it. So I just don't know. I feel like, it's something I'll do forever right now, but that's because I'm so in it. And do you feel like looking at your photos, it's like, okay, you've definitely mastered light and like locations and getting the bride and groom to be very relaxed. I and mean, what are the kinds of things that you like think are the hardest about what you do? Um, well, I don't know that I've mastered any of those, but I, I think definitely working with different people every week is, is a challenge because everyone has a different relationship and they're going through different things and, and love isn't just one thing. It's not just happiness. You know, it's, it's a 
bond between two people that is, it can be like very light and happy, but it can also be like really deep and, and soulful, I guess. So people have different relationships and some of them are really goofy and some of them are, um, very lovey and, and just trying to capture whatever their essence is, is my whole goal right now, I guess. How do you do that? Do you, <clears throat> do you meet them? And then like, your like brain is going like, tick, tick, tick. what, what are the signs? Well, I think it's funny because Phil and I have been talking a lot about this, that because our job is basically just being around couples all the time, you know, and on, on wedding days and on, and when they're doing engagements, uh, you start to like analyze relationships a lot. Like I analyze basically everyone's relationship now, whether I'm trying to or not, and just trying to determine like what it is about them that connects. And, um, and it's just reading a couple, just reading, a, just trying to read a person and, and like, get into a groove with them, I guess, trying to relate with them on whatever level you can. Do you ever feel like this couple's never going to last when you shoot their wedding? <laughs> I try not to, and I try to, <laughs> but yes, but it's more like, it's, it's really hard because wedding days are so stressful for some people. And, and especially like a type A personality where they have, they want so much control over it. And you don't know if that's really how they are, if it's just because the situation they're in. Yeah. So I, I'm hopeful for everyone, but I, I mean, I've been through a divorce, so I know that it's not always, yeah. stuff can always work out. Stuff can happen. Definitely. <laughs> I just know sometimes when you said analyzing relationships, I feel like <clears throat> in the weddings that I've shot, it's like, there's some where you just, you can tell in the, the way that they speak to each other, even on their wedding day, which is still that you're like this and yeah you're like you're like oh guys please just yeah. like realize why you're doing this you yeah. know like appreciate <laughs> yeah. where you are right now I mean yeah some people just aren't like that though no realize that some people's relationships aren't like super crazy deep passionate with each other and that's okay that's okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> so will you guys like sit around and uh, and analyze the relationships around you yes like our friends and family it's, I don't know it's not not on purpose it just happens so how would you analyze for instance like your because you said your parents are still together I think uh, how would you analyze their relationship oh my gosh they're gonna listen to this oh okay yeah that's right <laughs> they're so sweet with each other my dad is like a, a huge like goofball he's like People are really afraid of him because he's from Jersey and he has a very stern personality, but he's, he's really funny. And my mom's so sweet and bubbly and, and they're, they're just funny together. <laughs> I, I don't know. They love each other. They're a good I like I, I'm lucky. They're, they're really good parents. What, what, per, what parts of your dad and what parts, parts of your mom have you like inherited? That's, oh man, that's, it's so funny. Inheritance is so weird because uh, the other day I was, I was hanging out with my dad, which, um, I hadn't like gotten a chance to hang out with him one-on-one -on -one in a really long time. And I noticed that he did this thing that I do a lot that I just didn't realize. Um, I inherited, I think my analytical side from him because he's, he's an engineer and he analyzes things and, you know, breaks them down and tries to make them work. And, um, I noticed him like staring off into space 
and like for a second and just like gone. And I do that a lot. And, um, Phil's always like, where are you at right now? Like, because I'm, I'm always just like standing or sitting there staring in space. And I'm thinking just not of anything really important. I'm just like analyzing situations and going through different, different way outcomes of things that could happen. I, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to explain, but I noticed no, I my dad that. doing that. And I was like, do you do that a lot? Is, and he's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I, I do it like during meetings, I'll just like put my hand out and, Space and out. like make everyone stop for a second. And as he's like processing a bunch of things. Um, oh and I God. do that a lot. And that's really, really, uh, very odd, but I, I don't know my mom. I think I inherited, Oh, she's so sweet and happy and bubbly. I hope I inherited some of that from her. Well, definitely. I mean, you're super bubbly and sweet and happy. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It could be like me just trying to be that for you right now on Skype, though, because I really am trying to like have a lot of energy. (laughs) And then I think I inherited a little bit of that from her. As soon as I turn off the recorder, you're going to be like... You bastard. <laughs> I'm just going to lay flat on the ground. <laughs> All of my energy has been spent. <laughs> You're going to give me the finger and just be like, later. <laughs> no, I actually, I have a, I have to shoot an elopement today. So um, okay. I'll be getting ready for that. Like and right after this. So what are you going to have you tell me about that? What, what happens? Do you go like scout or are you, do, is it pretty relaxed to do elopements or do you take it? Yeah. Um, we, we usually plan ahead of time, like the places we're going to go. So Portland's pretty easy. It's, it's so pretty here and the parks have like giant trees that look like redwoods. So you can just go in there and go to, go to the courthouse and then go to like a giant redwood tree park. And it's beautiful. And what do you do at the courthouse? I mean, like just to get an urban Oh, no, no, no. I mean, that's where they're getting married. They're eloping at the courthouse. Oh, it's an elopement. Sorry, I thought it was engagement. No. Oh, no. Um, it's an elopement. So it. Wow. So they're just getting married by themselves. And some, I mean, I personally feel like some of those are more romantic than the most elaborate weddings. So what do you. What well, are they they're like? certainly more romantic than elaborate yeah. weddings, I think. <laughs> they're like. They're like, screw everyone else. We love each other. Let's go do something for us. You know, I, I think they're for tax awesome. purposes, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for tax purposes, exactly. There, there's nothing more romantic than taxes. <laughs> than tax benefits of being married. But um, so, okay. So nobody, does anyone know they're getting married, this couple? I actually don't know. Um, I guess I'll ask them before. Generally, generally, um, yeah, it, it goes... I've had people not tell anyone and then surprise everyone with the photos. And then sometimes they'll bring like one or two people along. So it's not a true elopement, but right. whatever. it's like two people. It's kind so of where, elopement. where are you taking them today? Um, we're going to a place called forest park and it's just a really, it's one of the biggest parks in Portland and I guess in the, like within city limits, it's one of the biggest like city parks in the country, but it's, it's beautiful. It's big trees and pretty stuff. I mean, cause nature is a huge part of your photos. Yeah. Do you like, do you start out with a few like safe shots and then like kind of see where it takes you or how do you normally work? Yeah. Um, man, it's, I, I feel like 
I get inspired by the places that I'm at and by the couple and like talking to them and reading them. And, uh, I don't really have like a, a set routine, but, but yes, I do. I think I do like safe shots at first just to like make sure I have something. And then we kind of explore and just see where the day takes us. Are you going to be shooting in like middle of the day kind of light or what kind of time? Oh, no, it's super overcast right now. Okay. Is that good or bad? I don't know. It could be both. It could be either. I, I shoot in, I feel like I shoot in all types of light all the time. Yeah. So it, it depends. Um, but I guess in the forest, it's not as ideal to have an overcast day. But if, I, I don't know, I really like shooting an overcast light. It could be super dramatic. Yeah, no, it's just, I think, don't you think wedding photographers are probably the best, we're, you're versatile because you know, it's not like you're controlling the light by lugging a bunch of studio lighting or anything. You have to like look yeah, at everything. we are the best. It right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a good school. <laughs> I think it's really unfair that, um, that, you know, other photographers or other artists don't consider it an art because it's like, it's really challenging. Like you put a portrait studio photographer at a wedding and see what they can do. You know, it's, you have to be a lot of different kinds of, of people. You have to be like kind of a planner and you have to be like a therapist sometimes, or you're talking everyone and like calming the room down. And then you have to be able to read like read the room and different types of light and know how to handle any type of situation. So, yeah, definitely. Well, I, I would definitely say you're a part of changing that idea that wedding photography is not art. I mean, your work is like, (laughs) not to sound like a total (laughs) groupie, but your work is just gorgeous. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. Do you like feel, I mean, I had a moment looking at one of your shots where I had, I got like goosebumps, like, oh, like, wow. Really? Do you feel like that when, when you know you like just got the shot where everything's in, in like in line, the light and everything? Do you, what, what does that feel like to you? Um, man, I don't feel like I get many moments like that. I feel like I, I get set up for things like really well sometimes. And I'm like, man, that's going to be really good. But I don't, I don't have like this overwhelming, like, feeling that I'm like, Oh, that's it. That's the one. And I don't feel like I ever really know until I get back. And then you look through it. And then when yeah, you see that one shot, it. it's, well, it's cause I, I think when I'm shooting, like I'm in such a different headspace okay. where, uh, man, I can't remember what it's called, but it's just like a, a headspace where I'm like, I can't feel like, I don't feel pain. I like, you know, even if I fall, like I don't feel any like physical anything. I'm just like, so, focused on what's going on in front of me. Wow. I don't don't know. I'm not really thinking about myself at all during that time. But then when you're going through the images, you're like looking and then you, you're like, Oh my God, there it is. Yeah. I, I, I guess I don't know. I don't really, I don't think I do that. No, you don't do like, Oh my God. When I'm going through the images, I'm like, Oh, that one's really good. (laughs) I'm not, I don't get like, Oh my God. Guys, call everyone I know. <laughs> uh, um, that's what I would be doing. If I got that shot of that couple under the waterfall, I would be like, like looking around, like who, who can I? Oh man, that I really do love that photo. I love, that was that was fun, but it was also like some of those scenarios are 
like they're really beautiful in the photo, but like so stressful when you're taking the photo because you're under a waterfall at like uh, 30 minutes after sunset in, I think, are you talking about the Iceland one? Um, oh, sorry. I don't know where it was, but it's like, they're like looking out into the distance and they're under the waterfall. Yeah. And I, I think so. I, I, yeah. I think I know which one you're talking about. And, but it was freezing and they were so cold and there was just water rushing and hitting everyone involved in the photo. And, and sometimes like you have to talk them into doing these things and, and be like, okay, no, be very calm and right. just like enjoy the waterfall and just look at it and, and try and like, try and coax them into like being like in a calm state instead of being like, Oh my God, I'm freezing. It's like 40 degrees outside. So that's what you said to that couple, like be very calm and just, I don't, I don't remember, but I mean, that's, that's the idea. Yeah, like yeah. trying to get them into, uh, into a state where they're not thinking of, of, um, how cold they are. Yeah. How cold they are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, okay. Well, that's, that's interesting because from outside, you know, you don't have that story. You don't see right. like, the, you know, yeah. so you just like, wow. I don't want you to have that story from the outside. I want, yeah. that's, that's like my experience in it, but I want to like create some other sort of experience for you. Right. I want you to think it's like the most romantic, beautiful thing you've ever seen. And I want you to get goosebumps when you see it. So, well, but it's one of those things where it's, you visualize it and you know, it's going to be amazing. So you, you, you work at it until you, until you get the shot, I guess. And you know that they will forget that they were cold because once they, I mean, to be the person in that shot must feel like, I mean, incredible. I hope so. I, I don't know if they do forget that they're cold. Maybe, maybe the, I, I think they see it and they, they probably really like the photo and then they're like, man, remember how cold we were like under yeah. that waterfall? They, that's, I, I'm sure that's the kind of conversation that they have with each other. <laughs> Because their their moment, they were there too. They remember what it was like. Yeah, but I mean, but I'm the, sure they enjoy the photo. I'm sure. I mean, you're capturing like amazing things for them. Yeah, thank you. Well, I I'm super excited to hear. Um, I'm obviously going to way up north. Um, Yay! Super excited to hear what you're going to talk about. What what is the, what is the topic of your like presentation? Um, let's see. I, I sent it over to to Cole and Jakob the other day. It's Jakob, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I hate coming up with like taglines for, which is funny advertising, but I hate coming up with like descriptions <laughs> of, of, um, uh, talks because I haven't like written the whole, I really haven't written it yet. And it's, I, I don't like to write it before wedding season, because I know that I'm going to learn a lot this year, like as I'm shooting and, and this is really my first year being a photographer by myself in my own business. So, um, so I know I'm going to learn a lot this year and I have to kind of wait it out to see what I, what I come up with. Okay. (laughs) I can't write it right now, but, um, (laughs) but it's basically, it's about, uh, starting over and rebranding and, and then I'm going to do some, um, I'm going to incorporate the, that into, or I'm going to incorporate some portfolio reviews into it. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll be awesome. Yeah, thank you. Are you going to talk at all about the double exposure thing that you did? Um, I don't think it would come up, but I, I'm, yeah, I might. I, I'm not sure. 
The double exposure thing. Yeah, that's a... Sorry, it's like a by the way, but I... <laughs> yeah. Um, like when, when, if you Google your name, it's like yeah. one of the first things that comes up. And yeah. I, I didn't ask about it yet, but I mean, can you just like spend a couple minutes telling me what yeah, it is? Absolutely. Yeah. So that was a, a completely, uh, it was a fun project. So it, what happened was the, the five day Mark three came out. Right. And that was three years ago, three or four years ago. I can't remember. Um, and it had this, it has so many functions in it and it had this double exposure function. And I think I, we stumbled upon it on accident and, or maybe we saw that I, I can't remember how we found out it had it, but I, one day at a wedding, I was sitting with the bride and her dad and we were waiting in like a kind of a weird area because the wedding was in a weird area and we had to wait for their, them to walk down the aisle. And we had like 30 minutes to kill hiding in this little woodsy area. And I was like, well, we're just sitting here for a really long time. So I pull up my camera. I was like, let me try this. I didn't really tell her what I was doing, but I just tried the, the double exposure. I took a photo of her as a silhouette. And then I took a photo of the trees that we were around and I did it a couple times and I like accidentally came up with something that was really, that I thought was really cool. And, and I was kind of blown away by it and I didn't really even fully know how to use the function yet. And when I got back home, I edited it and I was like, wow, this is actually kind of cool. Um, I want to like know a little bit more about this. So I researched more about how to, how to do it. And, um, and, (laughs) Phil's home. <laughs> yeah, I'm still doing a podcast. <laughs> He's singing. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so that's one of those things we can maybe cut out. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can't remember I'm where sure. I was. <laughs> you were saying you got home, you researched the double exposure yes. thing, okay. and like, yes. yeah. So I got home, I researched the double exposure thing. Um, and I found out there's this like really interesting way that you can like live view the double exposure and, and be able to see what you're taking a photo of, which is something that I thought was fantastic. And I didn't know about when I was trying to do it. And, um, I didn't think most people really knew how to do it. So we decided to make a video about it, just showing, and it was like the first, maybe like the first 10 double exposures I ever done were the ones that I posted on there. And which is really funny. And, you know, no one asked me to do it. It was just one of those things like, yeah, people need to know this. So I put it out there and I, I contacted F stoppers, um, blog and see to see if they wanted to, to run with it. And they did. And then it just got picked up by so many different, um, art blogs and photography blogs. And it kind of led me into doing some commission work for it. Um, which is cool. Like I have some, some double exposures in like hotels in New York, I guess, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, it's, it it was, it was a fun project. I don't do very many anymore. I'm, I'm considering like taking up a real, another project with it where I don't like, I, I do it that has do something with it that has a little bit more meaning for me. Okay. Okay. I haven't really decided what that is yet. Cool. So, you, but do you do it on weddings now? Not always. No. If people uh, request it, that I will, or if I'm feeling like really inspired to do it for some reason, that I will. Okay. But. Cool. 
Well, awesome. This was seriously so much fun. Oh, good. It was really nice to get to know you. It's so nice to get to know you. And like, um, like I said, I'm super excited about hopefully meeting you in person then at Way Up North. Yeah. You're going to be there, right? Definitely. Okay, good. I'll be there. I'll make sure that we connect. And um, I think that, yeah, I think you're going to get a good response. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, who am I? But um, <laughs> no, you. I just, your personality is so, you're so sweet. And, oh, well, thanks. Um, that means a lot. Yeah. It's, this was really fun. So have a great wedding season. Thank you. And um, I will see you in a few months in Stockholm. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Good luck at the uh, elopement. Thank you. I will try. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. Hi, it's Brooke DeVard, host of Naked Beauty. Are you tired of feeling housebound? Break free with the new Unbound Cordless Auto Curler from Conair and get the curls you crave with no cord to hold you back. With the Unbound Cordless Auto Curler from Conair, you'll experience the power and freedom of beauty in motion. Just set your hair in the curl chamber and watch as perfect curls or waves come out. Get inspired with a whole line of Unbound Cordless Styling tools. Learn more at conair.com and search Unbound. Thank you.